just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. We are all friends, especially in the studio tonight. Yeah. We have a really great spiritual family here tonight. We got the all-star <laughs> lineup for y'all. Welcome, everybody, to the Robin Cali Show. Welcome to everybody around the world, brothers and sisters, wherever you are. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're on Facebook live stream right now, so people are watching. Thank you so much. And we are coming to you live from the talkradio.myc studios. Yes, we are. What do you think of that, Cali Alpert? <laughs> I think that that's really, really exciting. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just I'm still distracted because I do love this Facebook Live thing. Yeah, but I always make fun because I don't know where to look because now I'm a little mesmerized by like all our people out in in that world as well as the people that are listening on TalkRadio.myc. Right, it's like before we go on the air, I'm like, Callie, would you get away from that mirror in the bathroom <laughs> oh, and yeah, get yeah, to the yeah, microphone yeah, yeah. already? Yeah. She just can't stop looking yes, at herself. So can you can adjusting. you blame her? Uh, so You're very sweet. I'm adjusting my bra straps as we talk. There so you go. Everybody needs to know that. Very cool. So um, I'm really excited tonight because our guest tonight is Melissa Brown, who is another sister from another mister, like Callie is to me. Melissa is to me as well. And I have the both of them in studio tonight. And tonight is the first time that they actually yes, met. Yes, it is. So this We've is heard about so fantastic. Yeah. So very, very cool stuff today. Um, and Sam's on the board. We got Sam Leibowitz, who is the leader of our spaceship here. So welcome to the show. And tonight we're going to talk about leaping without a net. Yes. Which, I don't can you relate to that topic I, at all? Um, yes. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, there's times where I wish that I was better at it. Right. Um, there have been times where I'm, I'm remembering actually just now and um a very close friend slash mentor former boss of mine once said to me when i was going through an unclear phase and boy have i had a few of those over the years um and she said to me you know sometimes you just need it was much more poetic than what i'm doing right now but it had to do with like how the wings or the net or something appears once you take the leap right and it's the sense of having um faith first before you can have that backed up. But the support always does appear. It's just you have to have the cojones to believe that, right? That, that's right. And that's they, the trick. So. And what do they say? Courage is having the fear and doing it anyway? Yeah, something so, like that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like, um, yeah, I've had to be courageous several times in my life, like starting this show, which eventually <laughs> eventually like, we'll, we'll get to. Like have showing it, up tonight. Right. This was a, a whole a leap of faith to, to start this whole show. Was, and, yeah. and look where we are now. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. I know. Can I say one? I just can I digress for a second before we get into the theme and our beautiful guest for tonight? Sure. Is I just wanted to, you know, I learned something. Um, there was a full moon. Uh, what? It was just over this past week. Oh, right? oh, oh. It was sorry, sad. Okay, and it was is it was it a thunder moon, Sam? Is that the right terminology? Okay, so I learned this after the fact, and it makes sense. So I'm offering it up for anybody who needs a little retroactive processing from what may have happened with them over the weekend, right. which is that it was a uh, a full moon that really shone a bright light on. Um, more challenging issues that really needed to come to the fore and come to the surface as a way to give them um, life and to get them out of your, um, get them unstuck, even if they were unpleasant. So if you had a difficult conversation or some, you know, emotional revelation or just a tricky day or whatever it may be, you can blame it on the full moon. There you go. Yes. That's right. In life, if you ever have a problem, just blame it on the moon. Yeah, you can just blame it on the full moon. Moon doesn't care. Moon's like, I can handle it. Yeah. I'm the moon. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. So let's get to our guest. Okay, yes. Melissa Brown is such a good friend of mine. (laughs) And again, if I haven't mentioned, another one of my sisters from another (laughs) mister like Miss Callie Alpert. Melissa is an artist. She's a feng shui consultant and a personal organizer. And she's visiting tonight from Santa Fe. Yes. So welcome, Melissa, welcome, to Melissa. the show. Thank you so much. It's really wonderful to be here. Melissa's in the house. Oh I like when Somebody's these two really met, happy. when these two met, it was like a scene from a movie in a way. Like I was like, oh, my God, these two really good friends of mine are meeting for the first time. And the little kid in me literally was jumping up and down. I was so excited. <laughs> so I'm just so psyched yeah. to be doing the show with yeah. you guys. 
So, Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank ha- you. How was your, your flight from Santa Fe? How's it been to be back in New York City? Oh, the flight was great. Talk a little closer to the mic, too. The um, flight was really good, and it feels wonderful to be back. And New York feels like home. So it was like, oh, my gosh, I know how to do this city. <laughs> felt good to be back among the masses. Yes. Really good. And there definitely are masses in New York City. <laughs> yes. It's, it's like not great. a quiet, sleepy town. No, but it really feels good. It's been awesome. That's Actually, that's good that you don't need your suit of armor after you go move to a place like a lot of people when they live in congested places fantasize taking off to these beautiful, spacious, you know, pastoral places like a Santa Fe. Yeah. Um, maybe not downtown, but, you know, in the surrounds of Santa Fe, right? Yes. And the fact that you could come back here and not have to put on an, um, a suit of armor to get through it. I mean, even when I leave for a few days or a month to go somewhere else that's not here, I come back and my defenses are way lower. So good for you that you could deal with it. Well, Santa Fe, uh, New Mexico, for me, was like its own special bubble. It's, it's, it's like a pl- another planet. So I sort of coming back to the real world <laughs> is how it oh, feels. interesting. Okay. <laughs> and I, a really good friend of mine is left at the same time I did, and we she's in Denver. We were just talking about how, like, where were we? Where was that? Mm. And now we're back in, in real world. Mm. So it's it was it's not a bad transition. It's kind of interesting good to feel it. Well, now, you're from Boston originally, so maybe let everybody know some of your background, like how you, you, you started in Boston and, and just some of your background eventually, how you got into feng shui consulting, personal organizing, all that. Uh, well, again, yeah, I'm from Boston, originally grew up in a big family, and it was all about, like, no, it, a lot of chaos, a lot of, not much space, but I had my room where I could rearrange, organize, make pretty, and then go say, hey, come see my room. And I, I really feel, I feel like it all started ages ago. Oh, really? And then it became something I would do for my sisters, and then it became something I would do. It just was a word-of-mouth fun thing to do, and mm. I could come over and would enjoy you know, time and talk and story and moving things and getting, you know, it was all just a very organic little side business that I just did word of mouth. Was it when you first resonated with it, like as a younger girl, was it more of a style thing, the way all of us connect with our bedrooms because that's our universe? Or is it because you felt energy when you were like that young? I think it was really about like, oh, look what happens when you move the bed over towards the window in the summer. Oh, look what happens when you move the bed back over towards the door in the winter. You know, it was all about like the aesthetic. And I was in my room playing and doing and changing and moving and creating that like come see I w- that was became part of my you know that's part of who I am is like I go somewhere do something come back and say let me show you what we did <laughs> like the results mm-hmm. let's look at it let's see how it feels mm-hmm. let's let me show you so I think that just naturally organically began just as just for fun and then just a side business and then the idea of charging somebody and then calling them a client and then you know putting the pedal to the metal and enjoying it just sort of has been an organic process. Wow, very cool. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, very cool. So the way we came up with this topic is Melissa's story, the way she went. She was living in Brooklyn at the time a couple of years ago, and she just went to New Mexico, fell in love with it, decided to pack up and move out there, and it really was truly leaping without a net. So maybe you can tell that story. It was literally two years ago this week, so this is a nice. Oh, happy full anniversary! Circle. Right. Thanks. Yeah, I have never had a pull towards the Southwest. I wasn't, you know, being drawn there. I was always an East Coast person. New York and Los Angeles was pretty much where I lived, and I went with a very good friend, and we went down for ten days. And I, I think I had like the Georgia O'Keeffe Stieglitz mm. story, sort of. That's what I, what I wanted to go hang with. <laughs> and, <laughs> That sounds good. Other than that, I knew in my heart I was getting ready for a chapter change. I just didn't know what it was going to look like. And this 10 days of like, sure, I'll go, turned into, we would, uh, she was a very good friend. We would meditate in the morning and we would um, write. We would take a few minutes at a coffee shop, each write, you know, do our own thing. And and then go do fun and interest, have experiences all through the week as you would. And as the week was unfolding and I was doing those tasks, I was quiet actions I was getting clear and like getting signs and getting information from myself about how I was feeling I wasn't falling in love with the place or the mountains or the people I was loving how I was feeling Mm. and it was really helping me to envision 
like the possibility of what the next chapter might possibly look like and it literally culminated in well there were many I could go you know talk for an hour about all the different synchronicities that fell into place but I was literally standing in Georgia O'Keeffe's kitchen looking out her back window and I had one of those epiphanies I'm like one of those there's so many stories uh, that you hear in Santa Fe about people having epiphanies but mine was literally I heard the sentence it's time to be a pioneer in your own life Oh, wait, Just I goosebumps from that. Looking out her wow. back window. And I, wow. I literally stood there like, I'm going to go back and quit that job that I've outgrown after two years. I'm going to go shut the door on that relationship that has been like clo- trying to close the door forever. And, um, and that's what happened. It was like July, and I moved there October 3rd. Like it was mm. just, it all just sort of lined up because I think I was available to it. And I mm. didn't know how it was going to look. And it seemed like the last thing I should do. What, mm. what the heck would I do surrounded by mountains in Santa Fe? But something was resonating about how I felt. Mm. That's, oh, wow. that's the whole, I mean, really, in a nutshell. Mm. I love that that happened in Georgia O'Keeffe's kitchen. Oh, that I is so cool. Kitchen. I mean, beyond just all the other magic of it, the fact that it, had you ever had any connection with you know, her work or... I did, uh-huh. but I had connection about the way she worked with others. Uh-huh. I loved her collaboration with Stieglitz. That was hugely inspirational to me. And I was in a collaborative relationship um, that I was working through that created a lot of beautiful photographs and words. And um, so that was my draw, really, to her. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was beautiful. And her plywood kitchen table. You know, she. she it wasn't... You know, it was just a beautiful artist's space, and it was really inspiring. That's really cool. And how she hung in t- 10 years to buy the house that she wanted to live in. And, you know, she's just, she's pretty, she's a pioneer. A mm. Model. So, so maybe yeah. you can talk a little bit about what Santa Fe is like. And didn't you say to me one time that Santa Fe either loves you or it hates you or something like that? Well, that's what they say. Like, you'll know quickly if it's gonna, if it's supposed to be. If not... It'll show you the door fast. Is that because people, um, these are the places, as there are many on the planet, where somebody, people fantasize about, you know, becoming an expat to these beautiful, supposedly idyllic places that aren't so much so when you dive in? Or is it Santa Fe? Well, suppose, I mean, I've I've only been there a year and a half. Yeah. But it's more like it's going to challenge you. And how is it going to, how is it going to be for you? What are you going to do with it? And maybe maybe you won't be able to sort of take it on mm-hmm. take on yourself mm-hmm. that you get confronted with there is at least the way it's been sort of int- given to me yeah i, don't, I, don't I love know. it i love the way you talk about it oh my gosh well it, it was it's been so nice to me it, i mean it gave me a very soft landing i mean you know i had a place to live by the end of those 10 days i had a job connection i had a voiceover job connection i just had you know several things sort of knitted together and um, it's 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 just sort of like <laughs> but, when it, yeah yeah no go ahead I mean but I didn't I was gonna live in a single bed in a in some guy Steve's house I'd never <laughs> met him before. Steve. shout I out mean, to Steve. Steve what up Steve, bro so Steve. nice to me and uh, I my, my room looked like Vincent Van Gogh's room it was like a chair a bureau and a single Very bed austere. I, I like that I was like what am I doing mm. this is this is insane but I know. It just got. You did. It, I have a million cool. questions. It helped yeah. me. It really did hold me nicely. Mm-hmm. Well, and I th- it talks about like when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's just things go easy. Like going to break is so easy. <laughs> wow, what we're a just, segue, We're going to go man. right to break now. Yeah, when we segue. come back, did you like that? Yes, I did. Sometimes I'm the king of segues. I got to say, I do a pretty good job. I should do radio. (laughs) I I should think about doing radio, shouldn't I? So when we come back, we're going to talk about um, some of the external voices that may have been giving you some fear about moving. Should you do this? Some insecurities and how you listen to your own golden gut, your own internal voice, and made that move. So keep listening, everybody. This is The Robin Callie Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Robin Callie Show here on talkradio.nyc. And we are also streaming live on Facebook. 
So what up, people? And, and viewers. I think there's, I think Colleen, Mark, a few other people that have recently joined us. So thank you guys so much because we derive so much pleasure from knowing that you are there. We really do. So that means a lot. Thank you. Um, we are here with Rob's very dear friend, Melissa, who is also a feng shui expert slash artist, writer, photographer, filmmaker. Um, and we're talking about the transition that you made, just sort of jumping when you when you take a leap in life without necessarily having a safety net. Before the break, um, you were talking about your sort of moment where you really did have a an epiphany, which I find number one, I'm jealous because I'm always I know you can't look for them because then they don't happen. But I'm a little bit of an epiphany junkie, I'm a little addicted to the con- the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Callie, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm waiting for the next epiphany. <laughs> That's what I do all day. I sit and wait for epiphanies. Um, no, I, I know that they need to come. But you said something that I thought was so important because there's so many people out there that are either feeling stuck or seeking or looking or wanting a change and what you said was something to the effect of you were available for that epiphany to come through you how did you make yourself available and was it conscious well I think it was an unexpected part of my 10 day visit to to New Mexico I was I think I was just taking every day as it came and doing these things of meditating every morning and writing every day. And, um, I I think it was just a process of hanging with what was really going on in my life and what I thought maybe the next chapter might look like. I had, I wasn't trying to conjure it exactly, Mm -hmm. but I was hanging with those feelings that were, um, whispering to me, you know, when you write or when you get quiet, and and talking to my friend, of course, you know, we had a just it was a wonderful experience going through the 10 days. So I, I think that was just You're open. Yeah. I think I slowly became open yeah. mm-hmm. to what was going on, to the possibilities. Yeah. And then to some of the synchronicity, like, oh, my gosh, like someone just suggested this or, you know, I could see things start connecting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The connective tissue of synchronicities is so loud. I think if you remember to pay attention or the God winks as those books called it, right? Yeah. And the, when the bigger something is speaking to you and to really notice it. So I just thank you for pointing that out. I think it's important. I actually just had that happen. I went to Long Beach last weekend. And oh, I, yes, you did. I had yeah. no idea who I talked to. I just went there by myself. I kind of talked to everybody anyway. And I'm in the ocean in Long Beach. And I was just... In a Speedo. Uh, <laughs> well, what else would I wear? <laughs> Actually, that was back in the 70s, I think. (laughs) But um, no, so there I am in the ocean, and I just gave like a thanks, you know, to the universe for getting there. And all of a sudden, this girl next to me goes, hi. the water. And it's this girl I knew from like the Upper West Side. I'm like, what are you doing here? And there we are swimming in the ocean. So it was kind of like God winking and saying, yep, you're in the right place. Yes. So I love it when that happens. Yes. I love it too. So, Melissa, when we talk, when we talk about intuition a lot of times, you call it the golden gut. Yes. So part of you being in touch with that golden gut, your own intuition kind of led you out there when you started to get, well, did you have people in your life that are like, you're crazy. What are you going to pack up and move out there for? Nobody said you're crazy, but people, I say you're crazy. That's right. (laughs) I forgot. I'm the, okay, good. But people definitely were like, you're what? You know, just, I kept it to myself. I sort of just, I went back and started the process. I gave a month's notice at my job. I, uh, you know, but interestingly, there was, I lived in my beautiful little apartment in Brooklyn for seven years. The night I got home from Santa Fe, there was an envelope under the door that told me my rent was going up to 35% (laughs) for the first time ever. So I was like, time to go. Yeah. All right. So it. No one said I was crazy, but I just kept, even if they looked at me with, you know, knitted brow, I I felt so clear that the next lily pad was in front of me to jump onto. You know, like I just sort of kept mm-hmm. one uh, leap, you know, one action in front of the next to try to, to just keep it going, to and keep the process. Sorry. No, 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 please. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. So, but you were. We're so clear. polite around here. <laughs> no, no, no. Would you like tea? Well, when it's just the two we of have, us, we're not polite. We have crumpets. <laughs> Would you like some? Crumpets. Um, you had said earlier that it was the feeling 
not the place right necessarily so once you made the decision that you were going to go did you attach the feeling to the place or was it still just about the fact that you knew you felt good when you were there i mean i was i don't know if you can separate necessarily but i was fueled i mean my pioneering spirit had taken on Mm. you know had taken off by the time i was getting there so i was i was committed to i'm doing this like we're doing this so you know I I got rid of a lot of stuff. I put things in my best friend's basement up in Boston. I, you know, I, I started the process and so hard. And I can't remember what the question. <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, you're answering it. Yeah. It was just a mumbo jumbo for me anyway. Right. That's right. Yeah. Callie just makes it up as she goes along. So she's not like Barbara Walters where she like, you know, does the research. I don't, has have, all I don't have cards and I take I just great remember. pride in that. So I just have to say I that. I remembered the question. Sorry. Yeah. No, Callie is a great question asker. So go ahead. <laughs> I, once I arrived, I, it got just became underway. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept being with the feeling. It wasn't like I was... I didn't fall. I still wasn't falling in love with everything, but I was so in, swept up in the survival, the um, newness, the pioneering spirit, to say that word again, that I, th- it was underway. Mm-hmm. So now we were talking about this, about what to call the show, and you said you actually felt like you were leaping without a net. So maybe you can explain that. And who's a net again? <laughs> Funicello. <laughs> uh, I, you know a net from down the block. You know. I mean, I was. I didn't have. A, I wasn't going there because of a job. I wasn't going there because of a relationship. I wasn't going there because I'd always been drawn to the Southwest. Right. So why was I going there? You know, I I was going there because my because I knew that it was the next place I should go because it was, you know, giving me some info about. Mm. you can try this this is here for you and and hey you know it was it was happening you know? yeah it sounds like it took on a life there's some momentum happening that it, was separate from you or not it just sort of showing you it did way, yeah. yeah i mean it was i no one was more surprised than i was mm. and the yeah i mean i was i was totally surprised but in my golden gut when i got quiet when i listened to that 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 knowing part it was like, go, go. Yeah. You can go. There's no reason not to. And if that's where you're being pulled, go, be pulled. Yeah, I learned a long time ago that change happens on the fly. Like change oh can gosh, happen yeah. really quickly. It doesn't take a long time sometimes for mm-hmm. everything to change. So when you're going out there, you're packing up, you're moving, maybe you get there. And even though you felt drawn there, did you have your own internal voice that was like, what did we just do? Oh, my gosh. Yes. A hundred million. Oh, and that's when you were calling me like all the time. That's right. (laughs) Now I remember. Oh, my gosh. Melissa, I got to get some sleep. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Right. Absolutely. Even even when I got to Steve's house, which was on Bob Street. <laughs> of course. Everyone knows Bob Street. Monosyllabic male names on my, led the way for you. On my very first day there, he's like, you know, I have this other house that I'm selling. It's up for sale. Uh, I need to show it, but... Would you like to li- would you like to stay there for a month until because we had a little crossover the woman I, whose room I was taking over hadn't quite left for Switzerland yet, so it was a king size bed and a beautiful house. I mean, it was just it was all magical and kind of. Um, of course, I I felt like oh this is so meant to be. Look at I've been you know I landed in a king size bed, but on the other hand I'm like what am I doing? This is like a glorified hotel and I. I don't work anywhere. I don't have a car. And, you know, I was at, at, at any turn, I was thinking this is nuts. And, right. and, you know, but I just kept saying, like, I'm really OK. I have a beautiful mm. house. I wanted a driveway and, a co- you know, a place, a home, a house. I was living in an apartment forever. I had the keys to a house. I had a, you know, a driveway and someone loaned me a car someone i didn't know very well i I mean it's amazing how that happens that is the that is the leaping into the darkness and it catches you and it gives you what you need when you're really Mm -hmm. i believe Mm -hmm. my experience has been when you're pure about being available Mm. you know just being there Mm -hmm. it definitely opens up for you i don't mean to make it sound magical yeah but it was really that's just been my experience yeah 
Well, it is. I mean, it is. It's it's magical. I think for when, for any of us when we're used to living more inside our head, maybe or our fear or our trepidation or our constructs, than it is about living in spirit or lar- higher power or your heart or whatever word you want to use, right? So when you hear these stories, it is kind of it does have a, a, a sense of uh, magic to it. But I also think that um, when you're living it, it just comes so naturally that it just is. It's just a bunch of isness, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. I just made that up, you know? And so like for you, since you're inside of it, it didn't feel magical. It just felt like what was happening. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. And also, I think you said something that's really important. You said just taking the next right action or the next step. And I think a lot of times we look at a change like that. We're like, God, there's so much to do. But it's like my mother told me a long time ago. She's like, do the next right thing. Mm. Yes. And it's like, so all, the, yeah, and all of a sudden you're there. Yeah. You know, my mantra sort of became don't get ahead of the story. Mm. Like I, <laughs> if I got ahead of the story, it got all jacked up. So I would just come <laughs> back to, well, what's the next thing I have to do? Right. And. And if there was a, you know, if someone gave me a tip, I followed it up. I I called the person who might have a job and I was doing a phone interview two nights before I left. You know, like I was just like, this is all insane. So all bets are off. There's nothing to lose because I've, I, you know, I'm just doing it now. I didn't. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you also um, speak going back to the idea of the inner voices and when the fear or the judgment or whatever kicked in? What was the what was the proportion between the part of you that was sort of continuing on this ride and the part that was trying to interrupt it? Well, I think it. I think the um, adrenaline and the survival that comes with first getting into a new situation, whatever you're doing, whether you're creating a new life or a new job or a new relationship, you know, I think that that part gets you deep in it because mm. you you've got to be in action to yeah. survive it. Yeah. I think for me the judgments or the those creepy voices that come in about like what are you doing and you're not doing it well enough and where are you by now? You know, I think it started or I've grappled with it more after being there a while. Right. Mm. It didn't it wasn't like I was battling <coughs> it on the airplane down. You know, I didn't have a lot of people being naysayers. Mm-hmm. I'd, I had people being really surprised, but I was too, so that was cool. <laughs> you <had> that <laughs> You're like, I'm the most surprised I have everybody. I, I seriously was. I was like, I can't. Can you believe I'm doing this? Could you talk me out of this? I, I was really. I'm like, I can't believe it, but this is what's happening because it felt because of how it felt mm. and yeah. the possibility of of other ways of feeling mm-hmm. that were real. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. <laughs> that makes total sense to me. Now I have five more questions for when we come back after the break. Can you tell I connect with this topic a little? I think so, just a little bit. I love it. I, I Go figure, two of my best friends who connect with each other in a topic. I can't believe that. <laughs> So you want to take us to break, Miss oh, Albert? Sure. Well, all right. So when we come back, I have more questions for Melissa on finding your path and taking your leap. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Robin Callie Show here at TalkRadio.nyc. We are streaming live on Facebook. Welcome to our our new visitors. If anybody has any questions, comments, please feel free to um, participate and partake on Facebook. We can read them at a distance, even though I can't I can't see very clearly. But we're happy to um, respond. We'd love for you to share in the conversation. We're here with Rob's very close friend, Melissa, other sister from another Mista. Um, <laughs> as we like to say about ourselves. And uh, we're talking about taking a leap of faith in your life, um, finding your, making space for revelations and decisions and clarity to come through and then letting it surprise you and following it, right? Um, Before the break, though, you said one thing, Lissa, about, uh, I'm trying to think of now um, exactly how you put it, but it had to do, again, with just sort of going on that ride, you know, how everything kind of presented itself, all the synchronicities, everything kept showing up, and you were surprised, but you kept going with it because you knew how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. Did you have a frame of reference for that feeling? Like, had you lived a life where you knew what it was like to find your joy or abundance or, like, get out of your own way? Or was this one of your first experiences with it? or? Because I wonder I mean, if you have a frame of reference to recognize it. You know, some people don't give themselves permission to... F- to feel that or have things be that easy. You yeah. know what I mean? 
I mean, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not. I mean, I'd always been willing to sort of, you know, plow my own road, you know, and make it do do things my way, even if it was, you know. Um, I mean, yes and no. Yeah. I I think that I was just poised right at a turning point where a new chapter was being conjured. You know, like I was we, I was. I was really knowing a new chapter was on its way. And I think I did have a frame of reference because I'd been in other places in my life where I've stood at a turning point, you know, and I was like, you know, when those moments arrive, when you're looking for and searching for what is the next step, um, I I think I did have a frame of reference, Mm -hmm. but I was, you know, it was such a radical change of scenery and it was, it was literally you know the elevation is so different the the setting is so different everything was so the different. hot sauce it's like everything's different <laughs> everything's got green chili in it it's so, it's so different but i i yeah so i guess the answer is yes yeah, yeah. but it was still very you know yeah it, still new and yes. fresh and mm. Yeah. So let's kind of move into feng shui because some people may not know what that is and personal organizing and also how maybe we can connect it with the topic about how when people change their space, it's taking a leap in a way that they'll have some change in their life right. so, and the energy. So mm-hmm. maybe you can talk about that. Like what if what is feng shui? I was going to start with what is personal organizing? But I kind of <laughs> know that way one. Sexier. Yeah. I mean... I was so nervous about that question. That was the one question I was like, that was bugging me this afternoon. Because I, I, you know, I would say it's like a system, it's a, it's a body of knowledge used to help uh, balance and uh, with flow and energy in, mm. in one's space or in one's life. For me, it's always, it's been a way I think if it's stuck in your body it's probably stuck in your mind it's probably stuck in your place you know like I think it's all connected so I sort of use the way I came to feng shui just because I was interested I would read books because I was interested I would you know it just made sense to me about energy and flow and how does it feel and how's it working for you and what's you know how colors have energy and how um Things can be stuck, and then we can move them, and things can move. And I, I, I like how that un- that blueprint can be placed as a as a helpful guide with setting intention. Whether it's like setting intention for the room, or or what do you want to create in your life? Like what what do we need to do here? So I'm not really organizing. I mean, the organizing comes with being a nice, supportive, extra set of eyes to maybe help you know adjust the channel or the focus a little bit to help you see it it's like i'm not really doing it for you my role and the way i use feng shui is to sort of just aid and help you do what you want to create it's really for setting intention and then for follow through and we try stuff and it's hopefully fun and not too painful but it's it is about challenging mm. how's it working for you mm-hmm. like how does it how do you feel I, like well, let's find out let's i ask a lot of questions yeah does that answer what yeah, yeah no totally and i just want to give a <laughs> testimonial I want to give a testimonial for Melissa's work because I moved into my apartment three years ago and she showed up with this feng shui <laughs> chart. She's like, okay, this corner is for abundance, this corner is for relationships, all this stuff. Yes. And it totally opened up my life in so many different ways. So if you think that you may not believe in it or energy or how that affects your life, it's incredible. We started this show after Melissa had helped me with all the feng shui mm. stuff. And you don't and have to believe in it, right? No, because it's, it's not, I'm not bringing principles to the party that you need to sign on board right. with i i feel like these are skills i've not that i'm a, you know i'm not a feng shui master from another life but i came in on i came on the scene wanting to talk about what what do we want to do here how can we make it more beautiful how can we create a better flow of energy so yeah. that we feel good so mm-hmm. that you feel good mm-hmm. and if i can bring that sort of organic conversation I went to film school and it was the same set of skills. Like I, I studied directing and I, if I was working with an actor on a scene and that character has, a, you know, obstacles to get where they want to go, 
I, as the director, was sort of just doing exactly what I do as a oh, that's personal interesting organizer. Analogy. I'm saying, well, what does that character need? And how are we going to get there? And what's in the way? And what are they willing to do? Because it's not easy work. When sometimes I'm, I'm not ever forceful, but you know, it's like the time is now. So we're moving this desk. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or, right. you know, we're th- do you need this? Do you love this? Is it working for you? You tell me. Is it more because you're <laughs> dealing, I, I don't want to you know, generalize about your clients, but is it that you deal with a lot of people that are holding on to t- a lot and might be hoarding? Or is it also that you're going by the traditional tenets? Because it's rooted in um, Chinese tradition, feng shui, isn't it? It is. Um, are you going by the, the traditional tenets of like, you need to free up, you need to put water in this corner because if you want to get laid, that's what you need to do? Well, I love it. Oh, is that <laughs> what you need to do? I was wondering, Callie, I knew you knew that trick. I'll use any cure <laughs> for anything, you know, and so of course, if there's a list of things that could enhance or help, then yeah, let's use them. Mm-hmm. Plants, crystals, you know, color. Of course, I want to employ anything I can. But at the same time, you know, it's really like, what what do you want to work on? Mm-hmm. And then we will literally work on that. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you want a relationship? Do you want to clear up some things in your job? Do you want to create a job? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've literally worked with people and the intention got so clear and the adjustments got made. And then I get a phone call that something shifted. But that's like, you know, that is the beauty of anything. That's the leap. Like, I've got to be willing to let it go so that a pa- I can clear a way to see myself different or to experience mm. something different, mm-hmm. even just the flow of the room. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I really think that's sort of my, what I bring to the table is, like, a way to help create a clearing so that something can happen. Yeah. But that is the risk and the leap. People want to hold on. I want to hold on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, let's you have let's to like take make the, create some space, right? Sort of physically and metaphorically, and literally, yeah. seriously, yes. I remember many, many years ago, I took um, I took like an energy class with something similar. Maybe it wasn't feng shui per se, but it was sort of being sensitive to your energy or shifting your energy in your space and in your life. And I remember as they took us through the steps, um, through this, it was just a day seminar of the things that we're attached to, um, they said that photographs are the hardest for people to part with. Oh, clothes yeah. are actually easier than photographs yeah. are because of the sentiment. or, And that clothes, it's like if you haven't you know, worn something in a year, three years, or whatever it is. I know everyone has their own formula for this. Absolutely. But that, like, I've, I'm really, Rob knows, and anybody who knows me well, I'm very spatially sensitive when it comes to the way I'm sitting, if I'm in a restaurant or wherever, you know, on a subway, whatever it is. Um, and even if I'm like swimming in a pool, I don't want to feel somebody else's sort of like waves. I mean, I'm crazy like that. I'm a little. That's one of my things. Um, but I also, you know, when you walk into a room and you and you have a sensitivity for someone's space and the way furniture furniture is arranged or whatever, it almost just feels palpable. Now I don't know if it's because I don't know enough about the actual feng shui um, philosophies or rules, for lack of a better word, of why something's working or not. But I can just sort of feel it. I think that's the Is golden that the same gut. Thing? I think that's the golden gut. Like that's my that's my sensibility. That's my knowing mm. speaking to me when mm-hmm. I when I'm, and it is it's beautifully delicate sometimes and it sounds like you're sensitive and picking up on that energy and flow. Well, it doesn't mean that I can't use your services. So right. <laughs> I'll have to, I'm, I'm going to have to import Sunday, you. Right? Yeah. That's right. If that's only right. I had my home right now, I'm a little, but that's a whole separate story. I'm a yeah, little, Callie's a little like, gi- can, I'm gypsying around. She's like, can right you now. feng shui this couch? <laughs> exactly. Is yeah. there a way I'm that a, we could get the yeah, energy on I'm this on couch a, a little oh, bit better? I'm on a trundle bed right now that's not in, you know, not in my own home. Otherwise, I would import you. What is a trundle bed? Is that the kind of bed you pulled out? It's like, like a Murphy bed? No, it's the ones that are like, they're two, like, you know, they're like two single beds, but one like tucks under. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, Yes. The yeah. the one thing trundling. No, I'm trundling. Yeah, right you're now. trundling. Yes. Kelly the trundler. So I really appreciated how non judgmental you were. Because mm. it's like you come into people's personal spaces and yeah, they're intimate. attached to things or they have feelings or thoughts or maybe they're embarrassed about certain things. And it's like you were just so gentle about it and you're like non judgmental and you're like, That's fine, you know, whatever you want to do and you may want to try this and I, I don't know, for me it works so well. 
And Thanks. the energy in my place is just great. Wow. Nice. I don't think it should be painful, but I think it should be challenging. And, you know, that's noble to, to be with somebody who's facing, you know, whatever. Whatever that challenge is. Whatever mm-hmm. that, being, that stuck place is or that unknown. And every single person I've ever worked with always says... Like, oh, this is, they all think it's the worst. And, and nobody's been, I've, I've never had a hoarding, you know, I've been like with a hoarder person with that sort of situation. But everybody thinks it should, they should be further along when, when I arrive. And I <laughs> think we, you got to begin where you, we all have to begin where we are. Like we start now, mm-hmm. this is today. Yeah. And let's dig in. Because yeah. I yeah. bet you if we start moving a few things around, we're going to feel it. We'll feel something. There yeah. will be a shift. So what do you think is the most, um, or one of the most um, sort of universal, uh, or we might have to save this maybe for the break. I'm going to pose the question, then when we come back, we'll have you answer it. But I'm curious, what is one of the more universal issues that you see people struggling with in terms of their attachments to the way they, you know, either their, the amount of stuff they have or the way they use their space? Okay. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. So you are listening to talkradio.nyc, and we will be right back. And welcome back to the Robin Callie Show. Our final quarter of our latest episode. We are here on talkradio.nyc and streaming live on Facebook. I just like to wave every once in a while. It's so fun to know there's a whole other universe out there. And we were with Melissa Brown, Rob's dear friend, also a feng shui extraordinaire, um, artist, Santa Fe resident, um, all around groovy chick. <laughs> spiritual um, spiritual dudette. <laughs> goddess. Um, and we're actually, this is a really, really interesting conversation just about taking a leap in life and um, following your intuition and your gut sometimes when it surprises you. And now we're um, talking a little bit more about your career. Your, your, is it, do you consider feng shui your career or is it one of your, is it a sidebar? Uh, well, I don't. I can't say I consider feng shui my career, but I consider that role where I'm facilitating, facilitating. Mm-hmm. is definitely in my yeah. DNA. That's part of. That's what I yeah. feel most. I feel good when I'm doing that. So and so we're talking about sort of decluttering and helping facilitate people that need to either let go, rearrange, yes. clear space. The metaphor is both well physical and the metaphor for how when you change your space you can make way to change sort of your in, your internal space yes. and then the circumstances of your life right and vice because, versa because our our circumstances do reflect our internal world don't they um, so are there certain things that people are more attached to or more challenged by than others when you show up um i certainly think people i mean it's like I might need that someday. I might need that someday. Mm. I don't want to let that go. I might mm-hmm. need that someday. And it's like, I always... That's what I say about my evil Knievel outfit. <laughs> I'm like, I may need that for Halloween. <laughs> and people are like, who is evil Knievel? <laughs> now I'm flashing back to all my old Burning Man outfits that were always in my closet. I'll spare you guys from the details of what those outfits were. But um, yes, I finally let go of some of those. I have a photo of evil Knievel on my phone right now as we speak. Oh my God, that's so good. We're going to have to put that on Facebook. Freaking cool. That is great. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, I might need it someday. So, it's mm -hmm. like not living in the now or not Mm. living in. I always try to say, like, well, you don't have to get rid of anything, but we want to live in the space we're in. Like, what what is the space that we have? And and we need to live in that space that we're choosing to live in. So, you know, I kind of try to make a little room there. Like, you don't have to let go of anything. I don't like forcing... I'm not about forcing the the issue, even if I think I can see something that that person can't see. Um, uh, You know, everybody's veil gets lifted when it gets lifted. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it should be a painful process. I think it should be, like, exciting and challenging and interesting. But, you know... I think most people are living in the future when it, that common theme that you just asked about is what if I need it mm-hmm. I might, and then I won't have it when I need it or it was a gift 
Mm, there's so many people who hang on to stuff that they don't want because it was a gift yeah and i say well you did your part you received it you did exactly your part like (laughs) you're 50 (laughs) percent fulfilled that's a nice way to put it and that someone else is going to need it now you don't you know that jacket doesn't fit someone else really needs it more than you Mm. do yeah let's reuse Mm -hmm. repurpose Mm -hmm. let it go and and then you'll get the jacket you want to wear now i mean this is what i try to practice this is not just my this is my my mantra you know i'm trying to practice it all in my own affairs mm-hmm. you know right. what i mean yeah i i love purging and i mean that in the healthy get rid of things in my home way um that was supposed to make you <laughs> supposed to make you laugh <laughs> to get too <laughs> dire um but i uh i do i love the feeling because again it's like palpable for me i love living in um space that's sort <coughs> of spare you know warm you have certain things that you're attached to or that are aesthetically pleasing or yeah. beautiful or whatever yeah but i love throwing things giving things away purging consolidating it's like a yes. it's, it's like therapy yeah you know? well, even today i have a corridor when you walk into my apartment and it's easy for me to put boxes there, things I bought that I'm not going to use it or whatever. And it can block the space, you know, can block the energy of the flow coming in. And Melissa's like, you really need to keep that as clear as possible because that's where like more money is going to come in, more opportunity, more romance, more everything. And so even today I was like, you know, Melissa would tell me to clear some of this away. So I was like doing that even before I came over for the show. So it's, it, there is something about that where it does change the energy. And I think you said something before about you know you have to start where you're at you know so you have to begin somewhere and see how does that corner feel or how do those newspapers piled up that you're never going to read how does that feel having that in your apartment and then just sort of you know taking a chance and getting rid of it and seeing how it changes things in your life it's funny because while you're talking I'm thinking so much about how this is a great analogy for how you got to New Mexico. Mm -hmm. It's like you were feeling like this new chapter was about to unfold in your life and start. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when people do that with their apartments, whether it's organizing it, getting rid of stuff. They're starting a new chapter in their life. I totally agree. Yes. Excellent. (laughs) He loves when that happens. That's awesome. Are we recording this? Well put. You're like, yes and yes. Thank you. But we can't move it unless you let go a little. Like there is a letting go. Mm -hmm. Letting go of that thing. Letting go of that memory. Mm -hmm. Letting go of that, you know, somebody who's not here anymore uh, left something. It's not serving you. Can we move it on? Mm -hmm. I mean, they can't leap and hold on. It's but even in all sorts of art, I, you know, working with an actor, it's like you gotta be t- be willing to take a risk and and not know how it's gonna look or how it's gonna unfold. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe a different yes, kind of risk, actually. No. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Could be this, could be that, but what is happening right now? Mm. Yeah, and what are you feeling? Well, it's all back to how do you feel? How's it working for you? Yeah, how are you feeling? Right, what is, is your serving? golden gut telling you? Yeah, I really love that yeah so let's talk about the next leap in life you're going to take without Annette and I think it may have to do I know right (laughs) Annette's this chick I know (laughs) so um you have a blog called the Maggie I I do okay maybe you can talk about the Maggie and how this is sort of the next frontier for you to be a pioneer well I have a night I I was in a a beautifully collaborative relationship and I didn't what I did to to create I don't know to move it put it somewhere was we we started a blog of photographs and words almost like little just one a day little they're almost like little movies to me like you get a shot of humanity and then you get a few words like carefully chosen syllables because they're haikus which Mm. my eyes used to glaze over when i heard the word now you're right i mean i'm sorry was it three is it five five seven five or three okay i still remember that we it came as a conversation and it was all about it was collaborating and it just became my I did it 600 days in a row. So we have this body of work now. Uh, You know, just it's an organic collaborative relationship that went onto a blog. And it was an exercise in letting some, like putting something out there. I wasn't making film. I wasn't, but I was hitting, you know, publish every day with the Maggie, a photo and some words, a snapshot of, of my experience in 
in this relationship and also on planet Earth. Like, mm. And now I, I do. I want to create um, some... I want to let it go even more. I haven't been doing it recently because I want to turn it into notebooks cards people i get i still get emails saying how much people have loved the maggie i started to get a following with the blog it was fun it was super fun and people would send me photos and says this looks like a maggie or that looks like a maggie so my next what's the word you're saying is it maggie or maggie m-a-g-g-y m-a-g-g-y just a nickname oh m-a-g-g-y okay so my goal now is to really turn it into a business and i don't know how to do that yet i'm 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 moving through my own stuckness and you know learning I'm 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 figuring it out but I'm excited about it. Yeah. Nice. Totally. It's like a new chapter starting in your life. Yeah. We, we'll see. So it's now exciting. where can people find the Maggie? Well, again, I have it's it's my warehouse at the moment of this 600-day extravaganza of work, but it's called um it's the maggie.blogspot.com. Okay, yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to send a bunch of people there. Um, yeah, maybe there'll be a photography show or maybe they'll... I mean, I'm still doing work. I just I haven't been parking yeah. it on the blog mm-hmm. as of late because mm-hmm. there's... I don't know. It's stirring Percolating. Up. The it's, cauldron yeah. is smoking. We'll see. So in our remaining just quickly two minutes, should we talk about a few takeaways that we can leave our listeners and viewers with? I mean, we've covered a lot of really nice ground, but I would, I mean, I would pose this to you, Melissa, in, in the short time that we have left. What would you um, suggest to people that want to declutter their lives, both physically, metaphorically, take a leap, listen to their gut, you know, all the things that we've talked about. I know it's a, it's a lot. We've covered a lot of ground. What would you suggest? Hmm. I mean, it's really about not being in my head and ooh, excuse me, and hitting this microphone. Just <laughs> dropping the mic and we spent two minutes left. And scene. <laughs> and then when coming back into my body, like into my golden gut, I, I think it's about getting quiet. Mm. And when those little, those little synapses, those little firings tell you something to listen to it you know like to i think it's that Mm. it's the little those little moments make up um trusting and being inside Mm. and and listening to myself you know even when you don't know what it's in what form it's going to take no especially what it looks like yeah especially especially not knowing yeah Yeah. because you can't get to the end of the story you got to just be where you are Mm. and then move there you know that's right it takes a leap of faith and to quote one of my heroes bruce says it takes a leap of faith you got to show some guts <laughs> so i think we've talked about that on this show a lot of courage and and leaping going on we're not stepping outside the comfort zone we're leaping outside the comfort zone yes. so good job with that we're ending this show and want to thank melissa brown thank for being you, on melissa. the show thank you so, so nice much melissa you, finally so nice great to have you on the show and how thank can people you. contact you right now it's just email mmbrown33 at hotmail.com or Facebook. I, the Maggie does have a Facebook page. Great. Yeah. All right. And thanks. Instagram. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks yeah. for being on the show. Thank you. Callie, anything you want to say? Thank you. Really, really appreciate all of your stories and messages. So I think it's really, really cool, helpful stuff. Thank you. Yeah. And My thanks. Our, it's so good to have you here. And thanks everybody for watching on Facebook live stream. And thanks for listening, y'all. Take care. <laughs>